Lord, we continue to submit ourselves to you at this point of meditation. Thank you for having us to join you in worship and to express our thanksgiving and praise to you in love. So we pray and submit ourselves to you for the entire service that your presence will be greatly felt. In Jesus' loving name we pray. Amen. As I recall preparing this meditation, this familiar hymn to tell the old, old story. Yeah, I like to entitle it, but having the theme love in mind to share with you this meditation, also to reckon that Christmas is part of this old, old story with us that we can repeat, repeat from generation to generations. And there are so much to share with you. Bearing in mind that this story is not for entertainment, neither is for just story per se, but it is the truth of God that leads to faith, a faith that we can put our trust in God. In fact, the message contained and reminded us the God who spoke, he was speaking, the God who forgave, still forgiving. The God who came, still comes. And we believe this is the message that will continue to be given to us because we know, living by our own, we were not able to be what we can be before God. For example, there are times that we could face temptation, fall into sin, and we need the Word of God to remind us, to teach us, humbling ourselves before Him, and opening up all our senses, especially the spiritual senses, to Him, that we can lead a way back to the Creator God. So we want to thank God for this old, old story and having the theme, Love in Mind. And today we continue the season of event in a way to preparing the coming of Christ in our midst. We have celebrated the last Sundays at each candle that represents hope, peace, joy. Today the fourth candle represents Christ the love. And so I will focus our team on this area. And the wonderful passage that I discovered from the scripture is taken from 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 to 14. I'd like to read to you from the Good News Translation. 1 John chapter 4, 7 to 11, which says, Dear friends, let us love one another because love comes from God, and whoever loves is a child of God, and no gods. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. And God showed his love for us by sending his only Son into the world, so that we might have life through him. And this is what love is. This is not that we have loved God, but He loved us 
and sent His Son to be the means by which our sins are forgiven. So dear friends, if this is how God loves us, then we should love one another. This is the word of the Lord. Here clearly the scriptures say love comes from God. So I will just say where God is, love is. Amen? Where God is, love is. It's so beautiful to see this together. And in the English language on love, we know it's just plain word love, you know? A very sentimental type, romantic or parental and others, but grouped into one word called love. But where else in the Greek translation, you discover there are four ways to express the word love. Like first of all, it's called an eros, the love between couple, referring to romantic or sexual love or physical attraction. The second word is stogate, affectionate love shown by parent for a child. The third, ephelia, a close friendship or the kind of brotherly love between friends. Philia, you're my friend, the kind of feeling. But the actual word the Bible uses is our word akabe, God's love, loving the unlovable or the unlovely. Very hard to love people. But yet, God's love reaches out to us and we know that we have a lot of shortcomings and prejudice, just like those Pharisees, like Paul before his conversion, God loves them all. And God's nature, it is his nature ready to love. And the Bible describes it very well that he loves the righteous and the unrighteous, the rich and the poor, friends and the enemy, those who are weak, those who are strong, those are old, those are young. As someone puts it, God is colorblind. God Bukwalang. Alright, He sees us as an individual loving you and I. Never because of our color or race and so on. That's the beauty of God coming to us. So this morning our meditation I'd like to focus on the three expressions of love, of this archetypal love, the love that God gave to us. First of all, God's love is everlasting, eternal, forever. Second, God's love is unconditional, without any condition on us. Third, God's love is sacrificial, that's kind of self-giving to us. You realize, in the first place, God's love is everlasting. It can be found in the way that God spoke to Jeremiah in 31 verse 3. I love you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I continue my faithfulness to you. You see, in spite of all the messages that God has given to Jeremiah, he came to him, Jeremiah, with this reminder, I love you with an everlasting love. 
And God did not just say, I love you, but he had gone all the way to love, to show his love to people. Even in Romans chapter 8, 39, Paul describes God's love very well. That in spite of all the situation you're in, earthquake, sickness, and so on and so forth, nothing can really separate us from the love of God. In fact, in Isaiah 40, 28, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or go weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Then Psalm 91-2, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or even you have formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting. So here we have the affirmation of belief in God that He is the everlasting God. That God has no end, not bounded by space or time, the timeless person, being, and no expiry date. We have the expiry date, right? Given to us. He is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. And I realize the best picture that we can paint and show about the everlasting is the wood or the diagram or circle, like the wedding ring. You can see there is no end in the ring. And remember during the wedding ceremony, when the minister will hold up the rings and place the ring, he will say, the wedding ring is a symbol of the eternity. It is an outward sign of an inward and spiritual bond of which unite these two hearts in their endless love. In their endless love. Beautiful. That love is concerned in the sight of God is endless. I like the way that this old godly preacher puts it. When I heard, when I heard his preaching, he says something. You have not raised your anger to your wife for a year. That is God's love. Wonder you can tahan. If you have never raised your voice or anger to your wife for one year, that's God's love. And I love that. Well, something serious to think about, like what happened? You encounter the storm of life. Tragedy struck. Crisis come. How would you feel God's love to you? Well, it may seem that God is so far away. Not sure He is hearing our prayer. In fact, by then you have more questions than answer. Does God really care? Well, my belief in God that He cares. And He is. And he will. The scripture gave us the assurance that he will never leave nor forsake us. As the psalmist writes, he is a good shepherd, continue to lead, guide, 
watch and protect us. Even though we walk to the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil. For thy rod and thy staff, they comfort us. Or they will comfort me. So I believe the eternal God, with the eternal love, will stay with us. And I like to rephrase this story that I read and to share with you this boy's relation with God. Let's see how we discover God's love in us too. It is said that this boy, I call him John, just at the age of 10, he knew nothing about the father's job. Although the father is a medical doctor or orthopedic surgeon, all he knew about daddy was he goes to hospital in and out and even sometimes stay for on court duty, hardly see him. Other than that, he would just see daddy whenever he came. Then one day he was said that the boy John had a fall, he injured his ankle. And uh, with swollen pain and uh, the leg, he was admitted to hospital. And at the registration counter, uh, the nurse recognized him, said, boy, be assured, your daddy is the best here. Well, that gave him something to think about. Then, true enough, after the surgery, as the father and son make their way home, for the first time, the son recognized and right, right, he could see the father in a different angle. So, as a patient, by then he asked, Daddy, were I able to dance again? Because he had been scheduled to dance in the school concert and he needs regular practice. Then the daddy looked at him and said, Son, be assured, you will recover soon. You just take a few days of rest. And it was a great relief to him, for this boy, uh, that he knew daddy so close to him, will provide a constant care for him, that he will back to his normal life soon. And suddenly he recognize and discover his relationship with God, develop a new approach. That this is not only just daddy, but also a loving, caring doctor to him. Now, for I ask ourselves, how is your relationship with God this day? Do you see God in this manner? Yes, from time to time we may encounter sometimes good, sometimes bad, but do you see God's love in every step that you take? That's important. Sometimes you know he may be too close for us to recognize him. But here the Bible gives the assurance in Matthew 7, Matthew chapter 7, verse 11 says, If the earthly father so called take care of us well, how much more God our heavenly father will take care of us as his children. That's a beautiful assurance that we can get from God, that his love is ever, ever with us. 
The second expression I like to share on love is this word unconditional. Start from the beginning of the scripture when you read in John 3.16 that God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. We learn the word give. And you know the giving of God to us is unconditional, without any string attached. Without any favour that you and I will have done to gain this gift from God. In fact, John, the writer, repeated in 1 John chapter 4, 9. 1 John chapter 4, verse 9 say, In this the love of God that was made manifest among us, that God sent His Son into the world, that we might live through Him. God sent. God gives to us. And folks, I really like we are in the midst of COVID season. Not a good season at all. But one thing, one thing that I learned and discovered at this season is that it has given us the opportunity to be more generous are more kind to one another. Uh, some statistics have shown, given by the authority last year, that Singapore has given more in charity uh, to social work and so on than the previous pre-COVID time. So we want to thank God for the COVID time that the spirit of giving is so strong. And the scripture reminded us it is blessed to give than to receive. So at this point of sharing, I reminded ourselves that Christmas is around the corner. It's an opportunity for us to express greatly in this spirit of giving. And may I draw your attention today again, there uh, being an announcement that yearly we used to have the project called Give as Christmas. We used to place the Christmas tree outside the sanctuary to encourage you to place your donation so that as we collected this donation, we'll share it with the community here in Ambokyo to those who need the blessing of God together. So today we still appeal to you in this giving. So the announcement will be on later, you can hear. And I'm sure... You may not see the Christmas tree because the Christmas tree is only placed here. You can't come to the front. But you can use the QR code to do your donation or by other means <coughs> to send in your gift to this project. I mean, greatly appreciate your thoughtfulness in this area. Here I learned that God has given to us so freely especially the gift of His Son to us. So folks, it's time for us, during Christmas, we will be reminded of this sharing of gift together. Let me now move to the third point, is God's love is sacrificial. I'm sure again you have learned through the scripture all this while, that God's love comes with pain, struggle, especially the giving of Jesus himself to us. Now in order for me, as I was thinking 
how to share it with you. In order for me or for us to deeply appreciate what Jesus had done as a sacrificial land, as the way that Jesus had come to us, he gave himself for us. I'd like to share this sacrifice that this person I'm going to mention soon with you, but to reckon that the sacrifice she made has nowhere can match with what the sacrifice the Lord has done for us. But somehow I believe that this degree of sacrifice she had made. I'm referring to the sacrifice of this princess of Japan, uh, Neko. I'm sure you read about her news and the marriage. It happened on the 26th of October this year. She officially married. Now, according to the Japanese law, once a princess got married, immediately she will become a commoner, meaning that she will be denied with the royal status, uh, move out from the royal palace, uh, no more given all the royal benefits like allowance, a car driven by chauffeur or domestic helpers even, and many, many other things. Literally, she will become a commoner. Folks belong to the ordinary. They will say that after marriage, she and her husband went over to the US, still staying there in New York, in the rented apartment. I can imagine those folks or the staff working in the palace, the quarters could be bigger than her apartment. Believe me or not, folks, I do, right? But yet she is now squeezed into this apartment, doing all the work by herself, the husband, all the house call, even looking for a job and so on. It's not easy, full of obstacles, hardship, pain, and even separation from the loved ones. I ask myself, folks, if this is not sacrifice, what else? And here, the Lord gave me this word is, sacrifice comes with a price. And what she had done is very commendable as she commit herself to this life she has with the husband. It is like really a self-giving type, full of love. But let's pause for a moment. Think on the, the price that Christ has given to us. And Paul described it very well in Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 to 8. When Paul writes, He being God, Empty himself away from God, the nature of God, moved away from the heavenly place, came as a humble human being, took on the form of a servant to be to serve and not to be served. And finally, the scriptures say he died like a criminal and give his life for the world. 
Again, if this is not sacrifice, what else? Christ has given himself all for us. No more divine nature. Live like a human being. Walk like human beings on earth. As Christmas reminded us, he was born in a humble manger. No hospital around. No other places except a manger. And finally, when we witness his death on the cross, literally his hands were wide open, a sign that he did not bring anything or carry anything. He has fully surrendered himself to God. And the beautiful part was, he prayed, let thy will be done. No regret, no struggle with God, but fully submit himself. Let thy will be done, and not mine. So conclusion for us to reflect these few questions. How and what does that mean to you and me? How much have you surrendered yourself to the Lord and allowed His will be done? Would you able to make a response in a very positive manner? Recognize that no matter what happened to us, His love never leaves us. Perhaps your prayer is, Lord, hear me, come and fill me with your love once again. Keep me always close to you. Because this is what I did today. Because the Bible says we love simply because God has loved us. We can love simply because God has first loved us. So in summary, the three love expressions, God's love is everlasting, eternal, God's love is unconditional, and finally, God's love is sacrificial. Amen. Let us pray. God our Father, we thank you for this time of meditation, reminding us the old, old story, especially your love for us. And we thank you that each time you hear it, it's so refreshing, so challenging. So we pray for all of us who are here this moment of worship and continue to be receptive to your teaching and ask that your comfort be revealed with us now and forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.